him. Who'd right. you pick? Who'd you Who'd you pick? Uh, where did I go here? Where's my? Oh, first off, I went to print out my bracket, and there's no. I don't even have paper in anything. Like this is this is kind of the day I'm having so far. Like here, print this out. Hey, guess what? You don't have paper. You know, like it's a paperless world we live in. So. I think it was uh, Purdue. What was it? I went Purdue, Duke, Arizona. Did I go with Missouri in one of the brackets? I think I went with Missouri. No, I went with, uh, I can't remember who I went in the other bracket. I had Missouri upsetting Xavier, though. But I've got right. uh, I've got Arizona that, beating Duke to like win it. straight out of the late 1980s, I think. That's, it really <laughs> is, honestly. Like, it's it's crazy. It's uh, It really feels like that, honestly. You know? But that's okay. You know, that's good. What? I mean, I, obviously, I picked Duke, and I think I've got him over Michigan in the final, so I can't criticize much because that's kind of a bracket out of the early 90s, I guess. It really, You know what? It really is. That is the 1990s. It's so funny because what I did was I, I eliminated Michigan in the first round. I'm like, you're gone. Well, I, I wish I could have. You know, I'm not a big fan. I'm not, I'm not either. The only good thing that ever came out of Michigan was Tom Brady. I think it's kind of weird that the Big Ten played their tournament so early. They've had like a week and a half yeah. to sit around – and fiddle faddles, you know, yeah, like yeah. not often you be. No, I've got Arizona, like Arizona, North Carolina, Purdue, and Duke, and I've got uh, Arizona beating North. I got Arizona beating Duke. So that's I what like I have. the Arizona. I like the Arizona Kentucky winner, provided that's the matchup in the second round. If Kentucky gets by Davidson, I, I like the winner of that game to go to the Final Four. So I think you're on to something with Arizona. I feel like I am. I think DeAndre Ayton might be the best player in the tournament. Especially the injury to, to the Virginia kid there. I, I think that uh, that weakens them, certainly. And, uh, and I'm, I'm not a big, I, you know, I, I guess it's just styles. Styles make fights. I'm not a big fan of the way Virginia plays. I think it's everything that's wrong with <laughs> modern basketball. So I like to see them go down. Yeah, I mean, they still play terribly. They They play like that with a shot clock, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. It's kind of where 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 I'm headed with that, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't really it doesn't really help. It's just and, you know, and I'm all for I'm all for good defense, but man, they just there's nothing like I wouldn't sit down and watch a Virginia game for any reason unless they're playing Duke. So I was reading on your Twitter timeline because you've been you know you've been covering the uh, you know a little you, busy. Yesterday. You've been covering the the, the tournament, you know, and. Down there in, in Kentucky, and we're still basketball starved up here. I mean, we just finished hockey for God's sake, so you know we're yeah. we're wrapped up. But and now uh, you're waiting for what May, so baseball season. Yeah, but, well, yeah, middle of May, end of May, possibly, probably end of May at this point. As I look around at all the snow that's uh, taken over our life, and with another storm on the way on Tuesday, really excited about that. I can't wait. Right. Very, very excited. I actually put up a poll yesterday trying to figure out which would drive me nuts faster uh people complaining about snow or people complaining about patriots free agent moves <laughs> equal it's a push it's really close like i, I it's just going to depend on like how cranky i am at the moment that whoever does whatever you know pushes me off push pushes me off you know that's <laughs> over the cliff that's that's what happens all right so I I, I I saw something on your Twitter timeline and I was like, whoa, this is I, I have to have him on to talk about this. You talked about this that uh, this was one of the one of the best games. This is in the this is in the the, the game that you you uh, were at the other day um, when Scott County won. This is one of the the best ones ever and it's in the conversation for best one ever. like what yeah. what happened the other night? 
Uh, just a just a crazy. Well, I, I think I think it's everything. And, and first of all, you got to consider that there were fifteen thousand two hundred seventy-one people at a high school basketball game on a Wednesday afternoon in March. So, I mean, first of all, that adds to it to begin with. That that kind of builds the foundation for it. And then just two really great, uh, two really great teams. A, a, a minimum of five kids that are probably going to be playing on TV someday. Um, three for Trinity and, and at least two for Scott County. And I'm I'm, I'm convinced a couple of those a couple other guys are going to be playing D1 before it's over from Scott County too. But it was just one of those games that heated up slowly. And you know, there was a again, you talk about a week off, uh, kind of kind of affects things a little bit and. I think both teams have time to watch a lot of film and know what the other team's going to do, and that resulted in kind of a first half. But uh, it was just one of those games where a kid makes a shot, kid comes down the other end, makes a shot, kid comes down the other end with an answer, and just back and forth the whole fourth quarter, ending with a uh, three-pointer with 5.7 seconds left in regulation for the Scott County win. So that makes them 35-1 and with... 27 consecutive wins, tying a school record, and now they they get past what looked like their biggest obstacle in the in the tournament. They're they're uh, that was the first round, and now they'll play. Um, you know, now now at least in terms of rankings and polls, and if that stuff matters, uh, a little bit of a drop off here for the next couple of games, and, and hopefully get to play a style that's more uh, more like they they typically play, and then. Uh, Potentially loading up for a big state final against another uh, another tough Catholic school that's ranked among the best in the nation. Uh, Coming in Catholic looks like the the power on the other draw on the other side of the draw. So it's a crazy crazy wild tournament to decide one state champion. And as far as we all know, they're the only state that still does it that way. And uh, it's one of those things that you couldn't start now, like the the political culture and the way people uh, everybody wants to have a trophy and, and you could never start something like that in 2018 but fortunately in 1918 they did and because uh, <laughs> I think it's something special hey Callie with you just uh, said they play 36 games do, now do many of those kids play other sports the basketball oh, yeah. players or they pretty much no they do and I mean it takes some it takes some juggling I, mean, I think you gotta you gotta have the right coaches at your school to kind of uh to kind of make it work, the kid who hit the game winner, um, he, he's I, I would I would put him on the Mount Rushmore of <laughs> three sport athletes that I've covered. He's a kid that hit a home run uh, in the state baseball tournament last year, and then they played the state baseball tournament at a minor league park, so it was a legitimate 400 400 foot shot. Um, he set the school record for interceptions as a as a safety with 11 last year on the football team, uh, just, you know, and, and just a great kid besides. So, yeah, there are, there are kids that do it. Um, it does cross over. Like, if tonight, if you were a Scott County High School sports fan and you want to go to a lacrosse regular season game or a softball exhibition game before the start of the season next week, you can, you can do that tonight and then go to the basketball state tournament tomorrow. So it crosses over and it does the same thing uh, from fall to winter. So uh, just got to – you know, it, it just takes a little more cooperation among people. I mean, the the football kids didn't join the basketball team this year until the football season was over. Well, with the exception of maybe they'd show up for a shoot around or something, but uh, they they weren't practicing, they weren't playing in exhibition games or scrimmages or anything like that. Um, so you kind of have to, you know, you kind of have to work with it if you're a coach or, or an athlete. But uh, 
They do here. I can't speak for other schools, but I I, I, I seem to see the same kind of names crop up that uh, you know kids that play kids that start in football also play basketball. So it's uh, it's done. It's done. It just has to be uh, juggled a little bit. Now we want to know Rupp Arena. Do you get to sit down on the sidelines eating hot dogs, or where uh, where are no, you? Oh no, you're right. You're right. It's like a triple level. Uh, well, it's a double level press table, and it's behind the, uh, the the scorers table. So yeah, you're you're right at courtside. I mean, I, wow. I was right behind the Scott County bench yesterday. I could have I could have been part of the huddle. It was, you know, you're right on top of it. Nice. Um, and then and then you have you know if you're inside Rupp Arena, you have an upper section which which is where the cheap seats are, I guess. But I think a lot of people probably buy those and sneak down, uh, especially if their team's playing in the second game of the session. Which was the case yesterday. I think you can you can get away with it. Ticket prices are a lot higher. Anybody wants to complain about eight or nine dollars or whatever the uh, main principles recession. I yeah, believe, I believe they I believe they start at eleven dollars in advance here, and then on the day of the game it's either twelve, and I think you can get some courtside seats for seventeen or something like that. But but how that, much that, are the programs? Uh, probably not five bucks. I didn't I didn't look. <laughs> Um, and, and you probably Can don't you... need a magnifying glass to read. Oh my them. God! No. Can you let we, me know? We should Can send you, you a copy. You know what? This you is what I need. It. This is what I need from you today. Okay. This is and, and just at some point, I know you've got a million things to do there. I need you to take when you go back tomorrow. I need you to take a photo of the programs they have down there, and please take a photo of the front of it so I know how much it is. I just I gotta find. I gotta yeah, find that out. That has to happen. They sneak. They sneak you in through the back door. Then you don't see any of that stuff. But I, I'll do. I'll do a little recon tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, if you can do that for me, that would be tremendous because I, I need that. And I still can't believe I can't get over the fifteen thousand. I mean, how does that even compare to like you know, Valley versus you know like how about yeah. how does that even compare to like I mean, A.R. Gould versus I, Pine Tree Academy on a Monday morning at the ACC? You know, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I remember as a kid, like before before the streaming video and before you had other options, you know, other than radio, which was a valid option. I, I listened to a lot of games that way when I was really little. Um, I remember, like, the Thursday night Class C games being a, pretty much a full house the Civic Center, and that was 6,000. Those are those were relatively small pools at the time, so that was that was kind of cool. I mean, that, I don't know if there's anything that compares today. I mean, and just the the whole one class thing. I mean, last night they had a triple overtime game at night, and I don't know what the night attendance was, but you had uh, at Pikeville, which is a school of roughly 400 kids, beating uh, John Harden, which is a school of a thousand. So that you know, it'd be kind of like Haldale playing Coney in the state tournament, and I'm sure uh, you know that that's people. There there are people in Maine that are advocates of that. They'd like to see at least either that or like a plus one situation where the A B C D I would have loved to see Double A versus A this year, specifically. That would have been cool. What Edward Little and Greeley? Edward Little Greeley would have been absolutely tremendous. Honestly, on both sides, that would have been. You would have had a double double header. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Wow. I don't know. My 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 gut tells me maybe Greeley uh, and the girls and maybe uh, boys would be a toss up. I think. But wow, what a yeah, what an event that would be, wouldn't it? I, well, and that's what that was my thought. I'm like, man, you know, you that would, you go with the plus one. I mean, that would be, you know, I I think you can have this. In and you had kind of that same thing with Haldale playing uh, Winthrop this year in Class C on that uh, on that Saturday night one. Like the Saturday night at the uh, at the ACC was packed. I mean, that was packed to the rafters. Yeah, because you had four schools that were uh, relatively 
close by. Mm-hmm. Boot Bay is probably 45 minutes, and that was probably the longest trip out of those four. Um, you know, I, I think they had a good situation. What They had Richmond, Haldale, Winthrop. Uh, the Thursday night one seemed like it was a pretty good setup, too. So I think a lot of Maine depends on proximity and weather and a lot of things and, you know, who's rivalries and such and, you know, people. The problem with Class C now is you've lost a lot of those traditional, you know, they used to get the Jay Livermore crowd, and now they're gone. Uh, they're <laughs> combined and moved to Portland. So, and, uh, I think I think there's a lot of, you know, things have changed. you got more you got more private schools in that uh, Class C bracket, and maybe they don't travel well. Maybe the parents aren't from around here, you know, things of that nature. Or, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different deal. Uh, but, but here it seems like, you know, and, and, and again, another factor you get in Maine is people compl- complain about traveling. We've laughed about the Portland situation, but uh, the, the goal here is to get to Rupp Arena. And if you live three hours away in McCracken County or, uh, you know, <laughs> two hours away in Pikeville or whatever, you want to you want to get to Lexington and stay in a hotel for four days and make a run of the state championship. That's, what, that's just what you want to do. Um, so some of it's cultural, and you know that's something that you know Maine may may have had, may or not have had twenty or thirty years ago. It's kind of you know you can you can argue that all day long, but uh, it, it seems like maybe it's lost some of that over the years, and some of it's just because of you know different factors that we've gone over. Oh yeah, well I think the old Mango Auditorium where people came for the week. So that yeah. you're right. When I was uh, Teaching in Brewer in the in the uh, early seventies, that's exactly what it was. People came for the week. You would see the same people every day at the at the uh, Bang Auditorium, and everybody played that week. They just jammed it in there, and, uh, and it, was, were, it was people were more invested in their community. Then, oh, and sure. I think they were more invested in other communities. I mean, sure. uh, they, people would come to see their team up there, but they were also coming to see you know. So and so, because they had a cousin who has a yeah. friend who has a brother who plays in Class D. You know, <laughs> little places like Jonesport Beals. We only saw them when they got tournament time, and they were fantastic. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, hey Kelly, it, I want to ask it, you about you your article in the uh, Sun Journal this week, talking about uh, women who have played at Maine. Mm. Boy, there's some nice names there. Brought up a lot of memories for me. Wow, really? Uh, having a seen a lot of them play right in my high schools, you know? Yeah, I mean, it really, you know, I, I kind of started with my own, my own journey started with Rachel Bouchard because yeah. she was up the road at Haldale, and we saw yeah. her twice a year at Monmouth, yes. and she was just an incredible high school player. Kind of knew she'd be an incredible college player, and she was, and they kind of, they kind of reached the, they kind of began that climb then. They, they went to, the, I think, the women's NIT or whatever they were calling it at that time, and, uh, Trish Roberts was the coach, and they had a pretty good, uh, pretty good run there. And but it really started with, of course, Joanne Palumbo, Macaulay taking over, and uh, Cindy Blodgett. Naturally, uh, you know, she's she's still the name up there. But you know, it's funny how they 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 had the right idea when they hired a former player, but I think they finally got the right one with Amy Vashon as far as to lead that program. And uh, of course, Amy was one of the one of the players that that built it up along with Cindy. They were on that team that uh, made it, uh, I believe, six years in a row to the tournament. All four of Cindy's years, and then they finally won that game down at the Old Dominion against Stanford in '99. And then I believe they won out to California and lost a nail biter. Might have even been an overtime game in North Carolina. They they played some blue blood. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> schools. They played, yes. they played Connecticut, North Carolina, NC State, LSU, Stanford, and, and really stood toe-to-toe with most of them with the exception of uh, the Connecticut game. But that was a washout, and we all knew it was going to be. And It was kind of a weird situation that year because uh, they didn't really – they weren't giving the women equal treatment. They claimed to but they weren't seeding them the way they do now, where they use all the, the computer systems, the RPI, and you know, and this and that, and compare opponents. And They really regionalized it in hopes of getting a bigger crowd, which I understand, but Maine got kind of screwed by that. <laughs> they, they had to play in the 116 game against an undefeated team, the first of Connecticut's, what, 11, I think, that have gone undefeated in the regular season. So That was an interesting situation. But, yeah, what a tradition, and... Uh, Good, good on them. It's gonna be fun to watch them. I don't know if I get to watch them or not, depending on when the game time is. And Saturday at six games. o'clock. Saturday. Well, night. then I won't be able to watch it more than likely because uh, Saturday at six thirty is hopefully when Scott County be playing their state semifinal. But uh, Maine, Texas, and you know the thing with the women tournament is uh, it, it's on. You know, if you're playing one of the top four seeds, you're playing them on their home floor. So it's. Uh, a tricky assignment, but uh, you know what better way to, to get your program out there and uh, hopefully some some kids from other places see it and uh, that are there's good strong mid major candidates and say hey I'll, I'll go I'll go spend a winter in Maine <laughs> and uh, play some good basketball. Um, so serious question though, Did, you know really I mean really serious question. Getting down to it, what happens first? Sixteen beats a one. You Maine men make it to the NCAA tournament. Oh, 16 beats a one. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Penn beats Kansas, and I'm not saying write that in your bracket. Whoa. That's a game, that's a game that stands out to me. It, as soon as they put it on the board, I'm like, that screams, you know, a game that's going to be closer than, than anybody thinks it will be. And I, and I think what's really changed, this, this whole play-in thing, and they, and they hate calling it a play-in, but that's what it is, these, these first four games. That's that's increased the chances of a 16 winning because you have two two schools that used to be on that line that get wiped out. So now you have two schools that used to be 15 seeds that are going to be 16. That we know 15s have won in the past. Uh, Coppin State has won before. Hampton's won before. It's it's going to happen eventually. And, and I'm not saying it will happen this year, but um, I just think there are a lot more obstacles to Maine ever doing that. Um, on the men's side, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope uh, Coach Barron can uh, can build it up and, and make it what it should be. But uh, you know, just I don't know. It just seems like uh, the, their best opportunity to do that was was in the '90s, and it, it, it fell short. And, and of course, the Andy Bedard's team. That's I think that might have been 2000 or no. I guess that was that was late '90s as well. But uh, they, they were I think the top seed and got to the semifinal, and he broke his wrist. That was it. So, um, yeah, it's it's a little tougher today. I think when you that conference expanded, and when it when they brought Albany and Binghamton and Stony Brook and, and those schools in, I think it uh, it made it an uphill climb for the men. Penn's going to beat Kansas. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm just saying that's a game to watch. Okay, so just I'm keep just an saying, eye on that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not like I'm giving you credit like, regardless. I'm not going to stand on my head or, or you know whatever that he did when Princeton was playing Georgetown. I, I just, I just think it bears watching. I don't okay. think Kansas is. I don't think Kansas is a strong number one seed. And, I, I, it's, it and Kansas usually finds a way to blow it in the tourney, don't it they? Would scare me to death. 
playing an Ivy League school with their history. I mean, Kansas is one of those schools that they'll either go to the Final Four or they'll be out early. There's there's never a middle ground with Kansas. That's so true. yeah, there's there's some of that there's some of that history to to consider there, and I'm I'm just uh, I'm just a little concerned for them. That's all. I thought they were. I thought that was a little and, and better them than Duke. Like when I saw that Duke plays Iona in the same region, and they put Iona ahead of Penn. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. And Penn and Penn's. I, I think that I think I saw you. I don't know which which rating service it is, but they have the highest highest ranking or lowest or whichever way you want to look at it. Best ranking of any 16 seed ever. Uh, they're they're. So they're they're dangerous, and I, I you know the Ivy champs always dangerous, and obviously if it had been Harvard, I don't think that would have been a 16 seed. They would have been much higher, but they beat Harvard. So here we are. He is Cali Oaks. He is with the Georgetown News Graphic. We got our Scott County update. Now they play tomorrow, and if they win, they play on Saturday. They play tomorrow at noon, and it's interesting because they're playing Corbin, which is a small school down in the southern south central part of the state, and it's where. Billy Hicks, who's the the legendary coach here, started not didn't start his career, but it was the place he coached before immediately before Scott County. Huh. He came to Scott. He came to Scott County in '95, but he still has a lot of good memories of Corbin, one of his former. Uh, he's got former assistants and former players on the staff, so uh, it's a. Uh, he, he talked it. He talked at length yesterday about how he's kind of rooting for them to win, and it was uh, kind of an emotional thing for him. So it's gonna be gonna be an interesting game tomorrow, and then. Uh, yeah, that's that's a noontime Friday start, and I expect the same crowd, and expect to expect it to be fun. Hopefully, a little more wide open style. I'm getting a little sick of these uh, big, tall, athletic zone teams. Uh, seeing seeing the way Corbin played yesterday, I don't uh, I don't suspect they'll do that. So it might play in the Scott County game. Now I have to ask: Is there radio coverage of this? Tons. Oh yeah. It's, okay. Uh, good. It's, uh, you go through khsaa.org, and there there are radio links for every game. It's, it's good. Good coverage. You can they they do the NFA NFHS network too, where you can pay the nine ninety five. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. I just want to hear it. Cancel it a month later. And yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you have options, right? And your other option, of course, is at Oaksy seventy two on Twitter. Okay, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you for the the tournament sleepers. And uh, you know, yeah. I'm telling you, if Penn wins, this is all you have. A couple hot dogs for us. But this is like what happens on, on TV all the time. People make outlandish predictions, and if they lose, nothing ever comes of it. If Skip Bayless says something completely asinine and it doesn't happen, they don't hold him accountable. They just move on to the next thing. But if, if they get it right, boy, they crow about it for a week. So hey. you, bet. you bet I will. You better. You better take a victory dance if that happens. Good luck to the Cardinals, and uh, I'll, be, I'll be paying attention this weekend. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take Thank care. you. That's Kelly Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic. Of course, you can catch me in the Sun Journal every other week. Kentucky is right in the middle of their tournament right now, and it's always nice to know how other schools do their basketball here on the B-List. Daily from the Spectrum Health Care Partners Studios across the NBR Radio Network.